بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى والدين الحق ليظهره على دين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إقرارا به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد so we continue bi'idhnillahi ta'ala from where we left off a few weeks ago before Eid al-Adha as it relates to the Aqeel al-Taraziyyain usul shar usul al-Sunnah wa itiqad al-Din and that is the Aqeedah of the two Imams Abu Hatim al-Razi and Abu Zur'ah rahimahumullahu ta'ala and likewise, no doubt, this is also included in uh, the Aqidah of uh, Ibn Abi Hatim, Rahimullah, as it relates to the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah, those affairs of the Creed that have been agreed upon by the ulama of the Salaf, the Salaf of the Ummah, from various Buldan areas and vicinities. As is mentioned in the introduction, the Muqaddimah of this compilation of the correct creed and that creed the belief that is upon every Muslim to hold those who fear Allah Taala and hope for his mercy those who want to traverse in this dunya in this world with a heart that has the correct belief in Allah Taala and the correct belief in that which he has revealed they will study these points and reflect upon these points and aqidah that have been taken from the Quran, the Book of Allah, and the Sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wa ala alihi wasallam, according to the understanding of the Sahaba, the companions, radiyallahu anhum, and likewise their students from the Tabi'een and the Atba Tabi'een, yani the Salaf, the Salaf al-Salih and this is what we're studying and this is what we're continuing with now and today we're going to focus on the affair of the Ru'yatullahi Ta'ala fil Akhirah and that is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will be seen in the hereafter this is an affair of Aqeedah that the two Imams were asked by their nephew and their son Ibn Abi Hatim rahimullah ta'ala regarding and they said rahimullah wa annahu tabaraka wa ta'ala yura fil akhirati wa yara'uha ahlul jannati bi absarihim and he said or they said rahimahumullah and that he subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah will be seen will be seen in the hereafter the people of Jannah will see them with will see him with their eyes. They will see him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in reality. And this is an affair, barakalafikum of Aqeedah that is Jiddan Muhim. It's very important in the belief in the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that which it contains. And likewise, it gives the slave and the servant 
that hope of the hereafter and that that that, that increases them in eagerness in worshiping Allah Taala to obtain this amazing reward of seeing Allah Taala in the hereafter. And know that this also shows us, barakallahu the importance of studying aqidah as it relates to purification of the heart and as it relates to the purification of one's actions. Purification of the heart in, one, in that one increases in, Allah, in the love of Allah Taala, and also increases in ikhlas and sincerity. Their intentions will be corrected with Allah, the one who really reflects on this affair here, specifically as we're dealing with today, and generally aqidah, this affair of seeing Allah in the hereafter, one will increase in sincerity, because they have that yearn and that hope that they will be from those who see Allah Taala in the hereafter, this blessed reward for the people of Jannah. And that shows you how aqidah softens the heart, purifies the heart, and likewise purifies the limbs in that the person would adhere strictly to the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in order to be from those who see Allah Ta'ala in the hereafter. And increasing ibadah, increasing worship, ibadah to badaniyyah, worship of those actions that require them to pursue or do deeds with their, their limbs, increases them in that strictness in to adhere to the legislation and the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so they say rahimahullah rahimahumullah annahu tabaraka ta'ala yura fil akhirah wa yurahu ahl jannah bi absarihim that Allah will be seen in the hereafter and the people of jannah will see him subhanahu wa ta'ala with their eyes yani in reality the first point we're going to deal with here is that this is the usul, this is from the usul التي أدركوا عليها إجماع العلماء and that is what we have to remember and consume is that this is a fundamental from the fundamentals that the scholars of the sunnah from the salaf they agreed upon a consensus that Allah Taala will be seen in the hereafter and the people of Jannah will see him in a, with a vision that is true with a vision that is real and this is the consensus of the Salaf it's a consensus of the Salaf and this consensus no doubt emanates from the proofs in the Quran and the proofs in the Sunnah regarding Allah being seen in the hereafter. And this brings us to point number two. And that is that in the Quran there are various proofs that Allah Taala from His mercy has revealed as it relates to the affirmation that Allah Taala will be seen in the hereafter. And we will categorize them ta'ala together into categories, these verses in the Quran. The first category from the verses in the Quran showing the proofs is that Allah mentions clearly that He will be seen. 
Allah mentions clearly in some verses that he will be seen. And from them is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Qiyamah, verse number 22 and 23, where he says subhanahu wa ta'ala, وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاضِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاضِرَةٌ He said subhanahu wa ta'ala, and faces on that day will be illuminated. إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاضِرَةٌ Looking at their Lord. So Allah Taala has indeed mentioned here that they will see Allah the hereafter, the believers. And he's given their faces a characteristic. And their wuju is mawsufa bin nudra. Their faces have been characterized by being illuminated. And this is a blessing that Allah has given to the people of Iman in the hereafter. And Ibn Abbas in radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma sahabiyun jaleel yaqul Tanzuru ila rabbiha ayyanan bila hijab Tanzuru ila rabbiha ayyanan bila hijab When he said that they will be looking at their Lord they will visualize him subhanahu wa ta'ala in reality, true vision. Bila hijab, without any veil between them. And the vision and seeing Allah ta'ala. And Hassan al-Basri rahimullah ta'ala, he says, Tanduru ila al-khaliqi wa huqqan laha an tandura wa hiya tanduru ila al-khaliqi. Allahu Akbar. He said that they will be looking at the Creator, at the Creator, Allah. And of course, when they look at Allah, their faces will be illuminated. The faces on that day will be illuminated. Looking at their Lord. And he says, Hassan al-Basri, they'll be looking at their Lord, the faces will be looking at their Lord. And and of course it should be illuminated when it's looking at the Lord, Tabarakal Ta'ala. So that's the first that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran that they will see him in the hereafter clearly. It's a clear statement from Allah, ila rabbiha nadira, that they'll be looking at their Lord. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions, ala al-ara'iki yanzurun in Surah Al-Muttafifin. And they will be in their, in their thrones looking. They will be looking. Yani looking at Allah, ta'ala, the people of Jannah. May Allah, the most high, ta'ala, make us be from them. The second is Allah, he mentions in the Quran, that there is a ziyada, there is an extra reward for the people of Jannah and this extra reward is seeing Allah Taala. they have the reward of being from the people of Jannah and the extra reward is seeing him subhanahu wa ta'ala as he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah to Yunus verse number 26 لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ 
and for those who do good, those who are sincere and with Allah Ta'ala and establish ikhlas and they follow his legislation and follow the sunnah, for them is al-husna. For them is al-husna, for them is jannah wa ziyada and extra. And al-husna is jannah. وَمَا فِيهَا مِنَ النَّعِيمِ الْمُقِيمِ Al-Husna is paradise. And the ziyada and the extra, النَّظْرُ إِلَى وَجْهِ اللَّهِ And that is seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالسَّمَاعَ كَلَامِهِ And hearing him speak subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالْفَوْزُ بِرِضَاهِ And being successful by attaining the pleasure of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala what is the proof that ziyada it means seeing Allah? The proof is mentioned by the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi salatu wasalam in the hadith of Suhaib al-Rumi radiyallahu anhu an al-Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam qaal idha dakhala ahlul jannati al-jannah yaqulu Allahu tabaraka wa ta'ala تُرِيدُونَ شَيْئًا أَزِيدُكُمْ فَيَقُولُونَ أَلَمْ تُبَيِّضْ وُجُوهَنَا أَلَمْ تُدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةِ وَتُنَجِّنَا مِنَ النَّارِ قَالَ فَيَكْشِفُ الْحِجَابِ فَمَا أُعْطُوا شَيْئًا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظْرِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ عَزَ وَجَلَ وفي رواية ثم تلا هذه الآية يعني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تلا هذه الآية للذين أحسنوا الحسن وزيادة رواه مسلم and that is that in this hadith of Suhaib al-Rumi رضي الله عنه that a messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم the prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that when the people of Jannah enter Jannah when the people of Paradise they enter Paradise and Allah will say to them, Do you want me to give you extra? And they will say, Did you not make our faces bright? Meaning, that's in, isn't that enough reward? You made our faces bright. Did you not enter us into paradise? That should be enough. Did you not save us from the hellfire? Meaning that they're satisfied. That they their faces are white, bright. And... Uh, They've been entered into paradise by Allah. Allah entered them into paradise and saved them from the hellfire. They are satisfied. So then Allah Ta'ala, the, the veil is removed. So they see Allah Ta'ala. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, فَمَا أُعْطُوا شَيْئًا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظْرِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ That they would not have been given anything that is more beloved to them then seeing their Lord Azzawajal. And in another narration, the Prophet ﷺ recited this verse from Surah Yunus after mentioning this hadith, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَ وَالزِّيَادَةِ For those who do good and are sincere and follow the way of the Messenger ﷺ and the legislation, for them is Al-Husna. For them is Jannah was ziyada, meaning that the ziyada is seeing Allah tabarak ta'ala. As Allah says, Turiduna shay'an azidukum. Do you want something that I give you extra? The messengers explained here. 
that extra is seeing Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. It's seeing Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And Ibn Qayyim rahimullah ta'ala, he mentioned his hadi al-arwah. He said, وَلَمَّا عَطَفَ سُبْحَانَهُ الزِّيَادَةَ عَلَى الْحُسْنَةَ الَّتِي هِيَ الْجَنَّةَ دَلَّ عَلَى عَنَّهَا أَمْرٌ آخَرٌ وَرَأَى الْجَنَّةَ وَقَدْرٌ زَائِدٌ عَلَيْهَا And that is that he says, Ibn Qayyim rahimullah ta'ala, in hadi al-arwah. He said, that as Allah mentioned in the same sequence, as ziyada extra, in the same sequence as al-husna, which is paradise, this shows that they will be given something else other than Jannah. And that is something extra. And that is seeing Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And that is seeing Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And Allah mentions the affair of the extra being given to the people of Jannah and seeing Allah as we know, extra means seeing Allah in many other verses. And from them is the verse in Surah Al-Qaf, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Qaf, that's verse number 34. Where he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, enter Jannah in peace and tranquility. That is the day when everyone will be there eternally. For them is whatever they wish and they want in paradise. And with us is an extra. And, and Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhumah. And also Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu. He said, From the Sahaba Jabir ibn Abdullah. And Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhum, they said that the ziyada, the increase, is seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the extra for the people of Jannah. May Allah ta'ala make us be from them. The third way that Allah has mentioned in the Quran that he will be seen in the hereafter the statement of Allah Taala in Surah Al-Mutafifin, yani that there will be a hijab, that there will be a veil, that people, there will be people in the hereafter veiled from seeing Allah Taala, blinded from seeing Allah Taala. And that's in Surah Al-Mutafifin, verse number fifteen, where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He said regarding the kufar, "Kalla innahum an Rabbihim yawma idin la mahjubun." Nay, they will be on that day having a veil and blinded from seeing Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. They will be prevented from seeing Allah Tabaraka. They have a veil. And Al Hussein ibn Al Fadl, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, Kama hajabahum fi dunya an tawheedihi. حَجَبُهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ أَنْ رُؤْيَتِهِ Just as in this world, their hearts were sealed from a tawheed. They didn't worship Allah upon tawheed in this dunya. There was a veil between them and tawheed in this dunya. They didn't consume tawheed in this dunya. Just as they have that veil, that screen between them and, jinn, and, and, and tawheed in this world, Likewise, they will have the same in the hereafter, not seeing Allah Taala. 
they will not see Allah Tabarak Ta'ala. So there's a proof that the, the disbelievers will have that veil and that screen so they won't see Allah and the mafhum al-mukhalafah, the mafhum and the understanding, inverse understanding of that is that those who believe in Allah, those who have iman in Allah and die upon belief in Allah, die upon Islam wa sunnah, that they will not have that hijab, so they will see Allah. So that's a proof that Allah will be seen. Here Allah is mentioning the punishment for the kuffar is that they will not see Allah. So therefore the reward for the believers in the hereafter is that they will see Allah wa ta'ala. And Imam Malik rahimullahu ta'ala he said, لَمَّا حَجَبَ اللَّهُ أَعْدَاءَهُ فَلَمْ يَرَوْهُ تَجَلَّ لِأَوْلِيَائِهِ حَتَّى رَوْهُ He said, regarding this inverse meaning, Imam Malik rahimullahu ta'ala, he said, as Allah has made that veil on the, 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 the believers, in the, sorry, the veil uh, on the enemies of Allah, yani they will not see Allah, there will be a veil, and they will not see Allah ta'ala, just as he has done that for those who are the enemies of Allah, meaning those who disbelieve in Allah. Likewise, Allah will make it clearly possible for the awliya of Allah, those who worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala, his friends subhanahu wa ta'ala, to see him clearly subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam Shafi'i rahimullahu ta'ala, he also, he said, فَلَمَّا حَجَبَهُمْ فِي السَّخَطِ كَانَ فِي هَذَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُمْ يَرَوْنَهُ فِي الْرِضَاءِ Allahu Akbar. And that is that he said Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala listen to the understanding of the Salaf and the, and the ulama of the Salaf regarding this affair. He says as he subhanahu ta'ala has put a veil so the kuffar cannot see him out of anger for their disbelief in him. For the anger of their not worshipping him subhanahu ta'ala. Likewise, this is a delil. This is a proof that the believers will see him out of pleasure of Allah Taala for them worshiping him. So the veil is present for the kuffar out of anger, Allah being angry with them not worshiping him alone. Likewise, Allah will remove that veil and Allah will be seen by the believers out of Allah being pleased with those who worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed, upon la ilaha illallah. The fourth way that Allah mentions in the Quran as it relates to seeing him subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're mentioning these ways so we can see the immense number of proofs and evidences as relates to this affair of Aqidah. The fourth is Al-Liqa. And that is that the believers will meet Allah. Tabarak Ta'ala. The believers will meet Allah. And Allah mentions this in various verses in the Quran. That the believers will meet Allah. And Imam Al-Baghawi rahimullah ta'ala Abu Abbas Ahmed ibn Yahya rahimullah he said أجمع أجمع أهل اللغة أن اللقاء ها هنا لا يكون إلا معينة والنظرا بالأبصار. 
And that is that he says, Rahimullah, as it relates to these verses where Allah's mentioned that, he, that the believers will meet him, the liqat. He says that, and that's al-Baghawi, he says, Rahimullah, that the scholars of the language, the Arabic language, those who have proficiency and those who are uh, uh, experts in the Arabic language, they have come to a consensus that al-liqat, that the affair of meeting, one meeting, that is mentioned in these verses, cannot happen except by seeing. Cannot happen except that sight is there and vision is there. That they, they see Allah when they meet Allah. And this is a consensus, linguistically. So that's where we have to understand those verses where Allah mentions this. It's a proof and evidence that they who meet, those who meet Allah, ta'ala, that they will see Him. By default, by meeting Allah. From those verses is in Surah Al-Kahf, verse number 110, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, Where he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who hope in the meeting of their Lord, those of you who hope in the meeting of the Lord, then let them do good deeds. And do not associate partners in worship with their Lord. Do not associate anyone with their Lord in worship. It's partners. For The one who hopes for the meeting. And that meeting that Allah is talking about with it is seeing Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding the people of Jannah. وَتَحِيَّتَهُمْ يَوْمَ يَلْقَوْنَهُ سَلَامٌ Allah mentions in Surah Al-Ahzab, verse number 44, وَتَحِيَّتَهُمْ يَوْمَ يَلْقَوْنَهُ سَلَامٌ And their greeting, yani the people of Jannah, when they meet Him, when they meet Allah, their greeting, the people of Jannah, is salam. Is salam. So Allah says, يَلْقَوْنَهُ They meet Him. This here, Barakallah it necessitates that they will see him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned in a hadith which is in Sahih Bukhari Muslim, Man ahabba liqa'allahi, ahabba allahu liqa'ahu, wa man kariya liqa'allahi, kariya allahu liqa'ahu. Where he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet them. And whoever dislikes to meet Allah, Allah dislikes to meet them. And the liqah, the meeting here, necessitates that they see Allah Taala, as is mentioned by Al-Baghawi, Rahimullah uh, Ta'ala, that it is indeed a consensus amongst the experts in the Arabic language that when in the Arabic language Al-Liqah, meeting is mentioned, that which it necessitates by default is that there will be a vision, there will be seeing, they will visualize, they will be seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, after this we mention some proofs and evidences in, this is point number three for the lesson today. The Point number two was the proofs in the Quran. and We mentioned the various Angles that Allah and ways Allah has mentioned in the Quran as relates to uh, seeing Him subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter. 
Now point number three will deal with the Adilla Mina Sunnah. We're people of Quran and Sunnah. So let's look at the evidences in the Quran, in the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as it relates to this affair. And from them is the statement of Abi Huwata radiallahu anhu qal Qal unasun ya Rasulullah Hal nara rabbana yawm al-qiyamah Faqala hatu daruna fi shamsi Laysa dunaha sahabun Qalu la ya Rasulullah Qala hal tudaruna fi al-qamari laylat al-badri Laysa dunahu sahab Qalu la ya Rasulullah Qala fa innakum tarawnahu and that is the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari that Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu he said that a people said to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or asked the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would we see our Lord would we see our Lord on the day of resurrection and he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says, do you crowd and squeeze each other over when you're trying to look at the sun when it's not hidden by the clouds? Meaning, do you see the sun easily? Do you have problems in seeing the sun? That you have to uh, uh, crowd and squeeze and, and, and push each other so you can see the sun? They replied, no, Allah, a messenger of Allah. Of course not. Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, do you crowd and squeeze each other in order to look at the moon when the moon is full and it's not hidden by the clouds? They said, no, O Messenger of Allah. Then he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, فَإِنَّكُمْ تَرَوْنَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كَذَلِكَ So you will see him on the day of resurrection. Similarly, you will see Allah like that in the here in the resurrection, yani in the hereafter. So this proof here in, in Sahih Bukhari, this hadith that's authentic, is evidence, clear evidence that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi has cultivated the Sahaba, the, the companions radiyallahu anhum, in this hadith that Allah will be seen in the hereafter, clearly. And the mentioning here of the sighting of the moon and the sighting of the sun and seeing the sun. Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is stating here just as clear as you see the sun without any complications and as clear as you see the moon without any complications. All of you, think about it, Ibadullah. If everyone was to look at the moon at the same time, there would be no complication, no crowd, no squeezing, no, 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 no difficulty. It's just there. You can see it. So he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is saying just as that is clear, for you to see without any complications, without any obstacles, likewise, and the hereafter, the believers will see Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, that clear. They'll see Allah, that clear. And likewise, another hadith, which is in, again, Bukhari and Muslim, mutafaqun alayh, in the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah, radiyallahu anhumah, قال كنا عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فنظر إلى القمر ليلة البدر وقال إنكم سترون ربكم عيانا كما ترون هذا القمر لا تضامون في رؤيته and as Jabir ibn Abdullah رضي الله عنهما he said we were sitting with the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم when he looked at the full moon 
he looks at the full moon. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he observed, and he said, You shall see your Lord. In the hereafter, as you are seeing this moon, you will not feel the slightest inconvenience in seeing him. Listen to these narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Does this not give us the urge to obey Allah and follow the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? To purify our aqidah, our creed. To stay away from disobedience. To be from those who are rewarded with this reward of seeing Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This does not give us enough enthusiasm. And this shows you the beauty of studying aqidah. The beauty of studying the way of the Messenger sallallahu the belief of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah. There are many narrations, Barakallahu Feekum. Wasalat ila had the tawatur. It reached a level where it's widespread narrations on the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that the servants, the ibad, the believers will see Allah ta'ala clearly in the hereafter. And this is the aqeed of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah. However, there are people who oppose this aqidah, even after these umpteen evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah, there are those who oppose the belief that is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah that Allah will be seen in the hereafter. There are those who oppose, and from them are the Jahmiyyah. From them are the Jahmiyyah. The Jahmiyyah, they claim that Allah Taala will not be seen. And they of course deviated in this regard. As they have deviated in, pre- in previous affairs that we've mentioned. As it relates to Allah being above. And it relates to Allah's sifat. And his attributes subhanahu ta'ala. They oppose this. The Jahmiya. And in opposing this. They bring some doubts and misconceptions. That my beloved brothers. And sisters need to be aware of. And we need to be aware of these lies and these misconceptions that they try and bring so as to refute them. From the misconceptions that they bring is the statement of Allah Taala in Surah Al-A'raf. Again, they're understanding the verses of Allah according to their intellect. When in reality, remember the principle, and that is every verse and every hadith that the people of Bid'ah use as a proof, know that that particular hadith is a proof against them. When it's understood how Allah revealed it, according to the Sunnah of the Messenger Wasallam, and the understanding of the Sahaba, the Salaf. From these verses that they've mentioned, the Jahmiyyah, and also the Mu'tazila, the statement of Allah Taala in Surah Araf, verse number 143, And that is that verse which we all may recollect, and that is when Musa came to that 
meeting and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him. The appointed place and Allah spoke to him. So Allah spoke. Again establishing the speech of Allah ta'ala. And then Musa said, Rabbi arini andur ilayk. Let me see you. And Allah says, you will not see me. But look at this mountain. If it stays in its place, and after the mountain is exposed to Allah, then you will see me. So the Jahmi, the Jahmi and the Mu'tazili, they say that Allah says, Lantarani, you will not see me. That means that you will never see him. That's what they say. Meaning that they saying that Allah will not be seen in the dunya and Allah will not be seen in the hereafter. And they use this as proof to say that you do not see and the believers will not see Allah in the hereafter. And no doubt, as mentioned, that this verse is actually a refutation against them from many angles. The first angle is that the sa'il, the one who is questioned, who is asking Allah to see him? Who is the one asking Allah to see him? It's Musa. Nabiullah, the Prophet of Allah, Rasulullah, the Messenger of Allah. And it is impossible that the messengers will ask for something that is impossible. It's impossible that the messengers will ask for something that is not allowed or that is not probable and possible to happen. Because there are people of correct creed. There are people of understanding the Prophet So the bare fact that Musa asked the question is a refutation against the Jahmi. That Musa knows that it was possible. So he's asking. He will not ask something that is not possible. Point number two. As a refutation against them. Is that Allah tabarak ta'ala he said. Lan tarani. Lan tarani. You will not see me, man, meaning you will not see me in this world. You will not see me in this world. He did not say, I am not to be seen. Allah did not say, I'm not to be seen. He said, you will not see me, Yani, in this world. You will not see me, Yani, in this world. He did not say, it is not possible for me to be seen. Allah did not say, it is not possible for him to be seen. He just said that you will not see him, Yani, in this world. Point number three. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He connected the, the possibility of Musa seeing Allah in this world with the mountain remaining in its place. With the mountain remaining in its place. Which means Allah is establishing that he will be seen. That he can be seen subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he would not put as a, as a condition something that is impossible. He will not put as a condition something that's impossible. Meaning that when, when the mountain is exposed to Allah, ta'ala, if it stays in its place and does not disintegrate, then you, Musa, will see Allah. Allah has put that condition and he would not put something that is as a condition that's impossible. Meaning that it's possible that Allah, ta'ala, to be seen, but not in this world, not in this life, this dunya. And no doubt this also is connected to the next angle of refutation. And that is that Allah exposed himself to 
the mountain. Something that does not have aql. Something that does not have intellect. Something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not the greatest of creation or in status. Allah has showed himself to the mountain. Something that does not have an intellect. So how can it be prevented by his allies and his friends and those who worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala? Like Allah's stating that he exposed himself to the mountain. So how can it be the case that he will not be exposed and shown to Allah, that Allah will not be seen by those who worship him, those who have high status from the Anbiya, the messengers, from the Sadiqeen, the truthful ones, from the Salihin, the Muttaqeen, the pious ones, righteous ones. Does that make sense? Oh, you Jahmi who puts your intellect ahead of everything. Hatta, your, this intellectually is a refutation against you. Intellectually is a refutation against you. From the literal text, from the other points we mentioned, it's a refutation against them. And finally, linguistically, which is point number five, it's also a refutation. So that's number five. The fifth refutation, again, all from this verse. So showing you, Salafi, Sunni, that the verses in the Quran and the hadith that they use to try to spread their, their bid'ah and their evil is indeed a refutation against them themselves. The fifth and final angle of proof that we're going to mention here as a refutation from the verse themselves, remember, Lan Tarani, you will not see me, Lan, is that the meaning of Lan, that's Lam and Noon, if you go to the verse, Barakallahu Fikum, in Surah Al A'raf, number 143. You see, Lan Tarani. It's not for an eternal negation, indefinite negation. That's not what it's meant in the Arabic language, Aslan. Lan Tarani. You will not see me. It doesn't mean ever. And that is the way that the, the, the Mu'tazili and the Jahmi, that they try and even change and pollute and distort the Arabic language. Land does not mean forever. Why is that? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in another verse in Surah Baqarah, verse number 95, Allah says regarding the Yehud and the Kuffar that they would not hope for death. They will not hope for death. They will not seek and, and, and wish for death. They will not seek and request to die in this world. They love, the, they love this world. But Allah used learn. They would not hope and seek to die in this world. But yet in another verse in Surah Zukhraf, Allah mentions them in the hereafter. The kuffar, when they're in the hellfire, what did the kuffar say in the hellfire? Allah says, وَنَادُوا يَا Malik," And the kuffar will call, O Malik, لِيَقْضِيَ عَلَيْنَا رَبُّكَ O Malik, and when they're tasting the hellfire and the burning, 
in the hellfire, the torment in the hellfire, the kuffar will say, Oh Malik, the angel whose job is regard the gates of the hellfire, Oh Malik, liyakudi alayna rabbuk. Let your Lord do away with us. Let us die, he sa- they're saying. For your Lord to do away with us. So they're asking for death in the hereafter. But Allah says, That they would not hope for death. Meaning in this dunya. And Allah mentions that they hope for death in the hereafter. When they taste, taste the fire. The torment. In Jahan, they will hope to die in the hereafter. So this is a proof that even in the Quran, learn does not mean absolute negation. Meaning, when Allah says, you will not see me. No, it means just you will not see him in this world. Just like here, Allah mentions that they will not hope for death. Meaning the kuffar, yani they will not help hope for death in this world. But in the hereafter, may Allah the Most High, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Al-Latif, protect us from being from those who when they taste the hellfire and the burning of the hellfire, the constant torment, they will hope to be dead. They will ask to die, finally. So this shows that this learn here is not a, a negation of a ta'bid. It's not a negation that is indefinite. As is also mentioned in the Al-Fiyah ibn Malik, which is one of the advanced poet, texts of poetry as it relates to the Arabic language, وَمَنْ يَرَى نَفْيَ بِلَنْ مُؤَبَّدَ فَقَوْلُهُ ردد وَسِوَاهُ فَعْتَدُدَ And that is that he said Ibn Malik in the Alfi of Ibn Malik which is a, a thousand or more um, lines of poetry regarding the Arabic language he said and whoever sees that the negation and whoever holds that the negation in lan, when you say the word lan, lam, wanun, the whole that this negation is indefinite, absolute negation, total negation. If whoever holds this, reject what they say. Reject what they say is not from the Arabic language. Reject his statement. And as for the other opinion and the statement that it isn't forever, hold firm to that opinion. So when Allah Taala He says, "Lan tarani, you will not see me." He said to Musa, Islam, the Arabic language refutes the Jahmi. The Arabic language itself refutes because it means you will not see Him, Subhanahu Taala, in this world. You will not see Him, Taala, in this world. After this, my beloved brothers and sisters. I want to mention in conclusion, this lesson has been extended due to its importance. And I want to conclude with a summary of the ways that we can achieve the reward of seeing Allah Ta'ala in the hereafter.
some points and some points taken from the Quran and the Sunnah for the ways that we practically can implement, inshallah, to be from those who receive the reward of seeing Allah Taala in the hereafter. Number one, and that is having iman in Allah, having belief in Allah, how you're supposed to believe in Him, and establishing tawheed. Establishing that there's none that deserves to be worshipped in reality, reality except Allah. In, and also establishing and affirm, affirming his names and attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he affirmed from himself. And that's taken from the statement of Allah, ta'ala, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ As we mentioned, those who do good for them is Jannah and extra, seeing Allah. لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا For those who do ihsan, those who do good. And the good and the ihsan is the a'la maratib al-iman. And ihsan, doing good, is the highest level of iman. As we studied in the Surah Thalatha. And ta'budu Allah ka'annaka tarahu. Fa'in lam takun tarahu fa'innahu yaraak. That you worship Allah, tabarakahu ta'ala, as if you can see him. And if not, know that he can see you. Number two, preserving your Salatul Fajr and also your Salatul Asr is from the means in getting the reward of seeing Allah Ta'ala. And this is mentioned in the hadith, which is in Sahih Muslim and Bukhari Muslim, from the hadith of Jirir ibn Abdullah, radiallahu anhu, qala kunna julusan inda Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, idh nadhara ila al-qamri laylata al-qadri, faqala amma innakum, satarawna rabbakum kama tarawna hadha, la tudamuna fi ru'yatihi, fa in istata'tum an la tughlabu, أو تغلبوا على صلاة على صلاة قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها فافعلوا يعني العصر والفجر. and that is that he صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned as mentioned previously in other narrations that you see your Lord like you see the moon on a clear day without any clouds obscuring the vision you see your Lord like that. So if you are able to, do not allow, do not, um, uh, do not uh, become negligent as it relates to the two prayers, and that is the Salat al-Asr and the Salat al-Fajr. Do not be overwhelmed and become negligent regarding these two prayers. So the Messenger وسلم, is telling the Sahaba, Encouraging them to establish especially these two prayers. Not that establish all the prayers, but these two prayers especially. Due to the reward with it connected to seeing Allah Ta'ala and hereafter. And the ulama have mentioned that Fajr and Asr are mentioned in this hadith. Some of them have mentioned that the reason why Fajr and, and Salat al-Asr are specifically mentioned is that obviously before Fajr is sleep, which is at night. And before Asr is also sleep, which is Qaylula which is the most difficult periods for one to establish the prayer in waking up and fighting their desires and the beauty of and the, 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 the sweetness of sleep. Preferring the sweetness of Salah over the sweetness of sleep in Salat al-Asr, al-Fajr and preferring the sweetness of the Salah, the prayer, over the sweetness of the sleep, which is the sleep of Qaylula. So these two are the difficult times in which Salah is to be established, so therefore the reward, no doubt, is 
high. So that's from the ways in order to see Allah Tabarakutalani hereafter. And number three, Al-Ibti'ad and Al-Ma'asi with the Noob. Staying away from sins. Staying away from sins and disobedience to Allah Tabarakutalani. As Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He mentions in uh, or the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He mentions in a hadith, which is a hadith of Abidhar, radiyallahu an, ثَلَاثَةٌ لَا يُكَلِّمُهُمُ اللَّهُ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَلَا يَنْظُرُ إِلَّيْهِمْ وَلَا يُزَكِّهِمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَلِيمٌ فَقَارَهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتٍ قَالَ أَبُو ذَرْ خَابُوا وَخَسِرُوا مَنْ هُمْ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ قَالَ الْمُصْبِلُ وَالْمَنَّانُ وَالْمُنْفِقُ سِلْعَتُهُ بِالْحَلْفِ الْكَاذِبِ And that is that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that there are three people who Allah will not speak to on the hereafter and He will not look at them and they will not be purified and for them is immense punishment. And then He mentioned this Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam three times and Abu Dhab said that these people will be at loss. These people will be in distress. Who are they? Who are these people? O Messenger of Allah. And then the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, the Musbil, the one who, whose garments, the male, whose garments are dragging below his ankles. And the Manan, the person who, when they do something for somebody else, reminds them of what they've done for them as a type of, as a, as a way of torment. And also the one who sells his products, yani the businessman who sells his product, and in order to convince the buyer to buy the product, he swears by Allah. Wallahi, this is correct. Wallahi, this product is this. Wallahi, this product is that. Knowing that the person believes in Allah, so he uses that as an opportunist in achieving his sales. So that's generally sins. So the person will not, people in, who f- fall into these three categories, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not speak to them and they will not see him and they will not be purified. And from that comes also that they will not see Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Number four, a dua. Making dua to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Allah to make us be from those who see him in the hereafter. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He said subhanahu wa ta'ala that if my... Slaves ask you about me, say I'm close. I answer their supplications when they call. So let them obey and comply and let them believe in Allah. Like perhaps that they will be guided. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua. We ask Allah dua in sujood, when we're in prostration. We ask Allah between the adhan and the iqama. We ask Allah with our hands raised up with ikhlas and sincerity. We make dua to Allah through his names and his subhanahu wa ta'ala, we say, Oh, Rahman, oh, oh, merciful, have mercy on me, give me the reward of seeing you in the hereafter. And we follow this, Barakalafikum, as the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he himself made dua to Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, for seeing him, which is mentioned in Barakalafikum, in authentic uh, hadith, which is in the Jami al Sagheer. And Shaykh al-Bani rahimahullah ta'ala authenticated it. Where Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to make the dua, وَاسْأَلُكَ لِذَّةَ النَّظْرِ إِلَى وَجْهِكَ And I ask you with the, for the, the, the delight of seeing your face. The Messenger used to ask Allah for this supplication. And I ask you with the, the delight and the sweetness of seeing your face. So 
we ask Allah, we make dua to Allah Taala that He makes us be from those who see Him Subhanahu wa Taala in the hereafter, and He guides us and makes us firm upon the Sunnah and Islam and Sunnah in this world, and that we die upon Islam and Sunnah, so that we may be from those who see Him Tabarak Taala in the hereafter. And with this, we conclude uh, today's uh, lesson as it relates to the Aqidah to Raziyain, the two Imams' belief and creed that has been gathered and is a consensus with the ulama of the Salaf. We'll continue with Ibnillah Ta'ala next week. Hadha wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. والحمد لله رب العالمين